Having a missing family member will make everyone sick to their stomach. The intense feeling of worry and stress can wreak havoc in a family, but it is their undeniable courage and strength that pushes the authorities and the public for answers. Unfortunately, sometimes there are no answers. Here are five mysterious disappearances. Enrique Rios and Elijah Moore these are two different bizarre disappearances that are incredibly too similar that I have to discuss them together. Let's begin with Enrique Rios. Enrique was previously a troubled kid who turned his life around. He just began attending the Northern California Construction Training Program in Woodland, California. This program was used to help those on probation redeem themselves through hard work. Enrique took the program very seriously and was eager to learn and make money. Around 9pm on October 16, 2016, Enrique's mother Lola and his stepfather, Pedro, were in bed when he came into their bedroom wearing pajamas. He told them, I love you and good night. The following morning, Lola was alarmed to discover that Enrique wasn't home. She sent Enrique a text message and Enrique texted back apologizing to his mother for accidentally sleeping over at a friend's house and that he was heading to school now. Lola thought this was strange because her son needed his uniform for his line of work and she knew that those clothes were still in their home. When she asked about it, Enrique responded by saying that his friend had extra clothes. Lola asked if he also attended the program, and Enrique said yes. A little while later, Enrique sent another text saying that he was under too much pressure and needed to get away. He promised to return. Alarmed, Lola called Enrique's probation officer to confirm her suspicions. Enrique never showed up for school that day, and no other student had been absent or seen him at all. Therefore, everything Enrique texted was a lie. Perhaps it wasn't Enrique on the other line. According to Enrique's mom, one thing that keeps happening is that one particular friend of his is being tagged in almost every social media post they have about finding Enrique. However, when they try to speak with that one person, he would never respond. Recently, Lola received a call from a nervous woman from a payphone. She told Lola two names that is responsible for kidnapping Enrique and another kid, Elijah. She gave the names to the police and when interrogated, both denied knowing Enrique even though one of them was friends with him on Facebook. Now let's talk about Elijah Moore. A few weeks after Enrique disappeared, another young boy from Woodland, California disappeared. But what is weird is that Elijah was friends with Enrique. In fact, he also attended the same high school, as well as the same exact program. Knowing that only 15 children was in this program concerned a lot of people because two of them went missing in the span of 25 days. On November 4, 2016 was the last time anyone has seen Elijah. He was seen on CCTV cameras at a check cashing store. According to Elijah's mother, Alicia, Elijah called her while in the store to ask for his social security number. He then told her he'd be heading home soon. When Elijah failed to show up at home, Alicia called his best friend Andre and Andre said they were supposed to meet up during his break at work but he never answered his calls. After Andre's last attempt to call Elijah, Andre received a text message from him. According to the reports, the verbiage was completely unlike him and immediately sent the information to the authorities as well as Elijah's mother. Alicia 
returned to the check cashing store and spoke with the clerks who saw Elijah. They said that he came into the store with someone else, a Hispanic boy they said. However, when the surveillance video was released to the public, it showed Elijah without a companion. When the FBI joined in the investigation, they found that his phone pinged in a few locations after his disappearance. Today, there are no other clues to both disappearances. However, just months later, another man, 28-year-old Oscar Alcarez, from the adult version of the same program, the Northern California Construction Training, went missing as well and was found a month and a half later face down in a field with no signs of foul play. This current case is still ongoing and is at a standstill since there are no other clues or witnesses present. The community is focused on raising money to extend private investigations as well as extensive search parties for both Enrique and Elijah. William Searson William Searson at the time was a 58-year-old Six Flags Magic Mountain worker. On January 26, 2017, he was watching golf on TV with his nephew at around 1.30 p.m. inside his home on Quattro Milpas Street. His wife called him between 3.30 and 4 p.m. and he said, and I quote, I'm putting dinner on. According to his wife, at the time he was in a good mood. Around 5 p.m., his wife called again and he said that the chicken was already cooked. Two hours later, Linda, his wife, finally arrived home to find the chicken cooked, the oven turned off, but with William nowhere to be found. As his wife searched the home, she found his wallet with all his credit cards and money intact. His keys were still properly placed in the home and his primary coat, which he never leaves without during winter, was still inside the house. His wife notified the authorities, which initiated the search inside the home, where they found his bloodstains. According to his wife, it is unlike her husband not to mention that their nephew was there, and there is no information about their interaction other than the fact that they watched golf together. Currently, the nephew has been very withdrawn from any interactions and hasn't been cooperative whatsoever. The detectives also added that they found it suspicious that he hasn't participated in any search events despite being the last person to see him. Currently, there is a $20,000 reward for information leading to the missing Santa Clarita man. Zeb Quinn Zeb Quinn ended his shift in an Asheville, North Carolina local Walmart around 9 p.m. that Sunday, January 2, 2000. He met with a friend named Robert Jason Owens in the parking lot before driving away separately to look at a vehicle he was planning on buying. The two friends were seen on CCTV footage at a gas station at around 9.15 p.m. Robert told police that between leaving the gas station and 9.30 p.m., Zeb had flashed his headlights, signaling for him to pull over. Zeb then proceeded to tell him that he received a page and needed to return the important call. After Zeb returned from the payphone, Robert said he looked frantic and Zeb told him he needed to cancel their plans. Zeb drove off so rapidly to a point that even caused him to rear-end Robert's vehicle. Zeb Quinn was never seen again. 
Hours later, Robert was treated at a hospital for fractured ribs and a head injury, which he said that was sustained at a second car accident that evening, even though no accident report was filed. Zeb's mother, Denise, filed the missing person report the next afternoon. Two days after Zeb was last seen, a man pretending to be him called his employer telling them that he couldn't go to work because he was sick. The employee who received the call immediately became suspicious because he was very familiar with Zeb's voice and that was not it. The employer called the authorities which allowed them to trace a phone call back to a Volvo plant where his friend Robert worked. The police confronted Robert who admitted to making the call but claimed that he only did it as a favor to Zeb. During further investigations, the review of the phone records showed that the page Zeb received that evening came from his aunt Ina. However, Zeb had very little contact with her prior to his disappearance. When they spoke with Ina, she denied the call and told police she was having dinner with friends, which the police verified. Ina, however, filed a police report that night stating that her house was broken into during the time frame of the page. Though nothing was stolen, a bunch of her picture frames were moved around the house. Two weeks after Zeb disappeared, his vehicle was finally found nearby a hospital where his mother worked. On the car's back windshield were a pair of lips drawn on with lipstick. To make it even more bizarre was that there was a live Labrador mixed puppy inside the vehicle. Additionally, a hotel key card was discovered but found no matching hotels to the key. Inside the car, they found several bottles of drinks and a jacket that did not belong to Zeb. Today, there is still no further information to solve the case, but authorities do believe that more than one person was involved and that one of them was Robert Owens, who, by the way, is already serving a sentence for killing a family of three. Kyron Horman on June 4, 2010, Kyron Horman was brought to school by Terry Horman, his stepmother. That particular day was the school science fair, therefore, she decided to stay with him as he attended. Terry Horman said that she left the school grounds at approximately 8.45 a.m., and she remembered the last time seeing Kyron as he walked down the hall into his first class. However, he never arrived to the class. That meant between the time she last saw him and his first class, he disappeared. According to Terry, after after leaving the school, she ran errands at a local grocery store until 10.10 a.m. And between 10.10 a.m. and 11.39 a.m., she apparently drove her daughter around town in an attempt to soothe the child's earache. At 11.39 a.m., she arrived at a local gym and worked out until 12.40 p.m. Around 1.21 p.m., she arrived home and posted pictures on Facebook from the science fair that morning. At 3.30 p.m., her husband Kane and her daughter, Kiara, walked to the school bus to meet Kyron, but the bus driver informed them that he never boarded. The family called the school to be informed that Kyron hadn't been in school since earlier that day. The secretary called 911 to report the child missing. Later that same month, in the midst of the investigation, Kyron's father reportedly told investigators that he found out that his wife, Terry, offered their landscaper a large amount of cash to kill him. Rodolfo Sanchez, the said landscaper, said in a deposition that Terry had reached out to him to solicit a murder-for-hire situation only five months before Kyron had disappeared. Rodolfo agreed to wear a wire to obtain evidence, but none was retrieved. The same month, Kane filed for divorce and obtained a restraining order. More recently, Terry Horman's ex-boy 
boyfriend from 30 years ago revealed that Terry tried to hire a man to kill him as well. He recalled that a man started running after him with a gun as Terry said, He's here for you. The police was able to corroborate his claims based on finding an inmate who was the man that was hired. Additionally, in 2016, after Terry appeared on Dr. Phil, the police in Marysville, California arrested Terry for stealing a gun and months later was arrested again for stealing a car. Though the case hasn't been solved and Kyron has yet to be found, Kyron's family and investigators has mentioned that the case is moving and there are new evidence that they are looking into. Brian Schaffer On Friday, March 31, 2006, classes at Ohio State University ended for spring break the upcoming week. Brian and Randy Schaffer, his father, decided to celebrate the occasion by going out to dinner earlier that night. Randy mentioned that his son seemed exhausted from studying and pulling all nighters earlier that week to cram in more information for his exams. He didn't think he should go out later that night, but he did anyway. After dinner, he met with William Clint Florence at approximately 9 p.m. at the Ugly Tuna Saluna, a seafood restaurant and bar in the South Campus Gateway complex on High Street. An hour later, Brian called his girlfriend Alexis Wagoner, who returned to her home. Hometown for a short period of time. After this call, Brian and William Clint went from bar to bar and working their way down to the arena district. At each stop, both Brian and William Clint had a shot of liquor. After midnight, they met with Meredith Reed in the short north, and afterwards, she gave them a ride back to the Ugly Tuna Saluna, where she joined them for one last round. While they were there, Brian separated from both William Clint and Meredith, and they eventually spent the rest of the night looking for him and calling him. Both William Clint and Meredith eventually were led out. With other patrons when the bar closed at 2 a.m. Even when the bar closed, they stayed outside waiting for Brian. When the crowd dispersed, they were left with an uneasy feeling but assumed that he had gone back home without letting them know. His girlfriend Alexis and father Randy spent the rest of their weekend trying to reach Brian, and on Monday morning, when he missed a flight to Miami with his girlfriend Alexis, they reported him missing. When investigators reviewed the CCTV footage, Brian was seen outside the bar at 1 55 a.m. saying goodbye to two females. He was then seen going back into the bar, but the camera did not capture him ever leaving again. They looked for other neighboring CCTV footage to explain his whereabouts, but time after time they were left with no answers. A few years passed with still no answers. In September 2008, Brian's father, Randy Schaffer, died from a freak accident due to a windstorm. When his online obituary ran, one signature said, To Dad, Love Brian. However, the post was traced to a public computer and decidedly reported as a hoax. Additionally, everyone that was involved that night passed the lie detector test, but William Clint refused to take it. To this day, there are no further information about Brian Randall Schaffer. However, there are theories, and one of the strongest t h e o r i e s is that he is alive and living elsewhere. And that his friend William Clint assisted him in his disappearance. Hey guys, thank you again for sticking by me and watching all of my videos. And please let me know what you think by commenting below or liking this video. And if you haven't already, please subscribe.